0: And welcome to the Ascend Television Network. My name is Greg Hennis, and thank you very much for joining us. This is our wonderful program that has come into existence because God loved you, 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 Pastor Cooper, myself, so very much that he sent his most precious possession, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross so you and I could have life everlasting. So we are blessed to have with us today someone that I have known for quite some time, Her name is Pastor Rebecca Cooper, and she has a ministry called Anointed Hands Ministry. But we'll get to that part of it a little bit later on. But Pastor Cooper, first of all, it has been way too long. I haven't seen you in a... In a month of Sundays yes, it
1: has and i 'm just I 'm blessed to be here. I thank you for the invitation yes and i 'm just looking for God to do awesome things just for someone to view this broadcast and be blessed
0: okay well obviously, I know that we will be blessed because yes. I know you 're a wonderful uh, uh, wonderful woman of God and uh, always uh, exciting you. to talk thank to you. so so Pastor Cooper, I always like to begin our programs by getting to understand someone 's background now let me okay. just be Full disclosure, I I have known Pastor uh, Cooper for a while. I believe at one time she shared her testimony with me, but it's been a long time. So I'm going to kind of be hearing this today for the first time kind of like you at home and that's usually to be honest with you that's really how I like to do my interviews I like to be surprised because it helps me to ask questions that the person at home that is watching that maybe doesn't know Jesus as the Lord and Savior may want to ask and you may be helpful to them so anyway Pastor Cooper give us a little bit of background of where you're from and and different things like that and we'll kind of go from there
1: well I was um, taking it way back I was born in High Point North Carolina and um shortly after that my parents moved to new jersey and um that's where um I We stayed with my grandmother for a while, and that's kind of where I had got my Christian uh, foundation from. Um, she was a woman of faith and, you know, believed in, you know, being sold out to Christ. And I was so grateful for that. My parents, you know, my mother prayed with me, but we wasn't necessarily, um, you know, into church every week. So I thank God for, you know, my grandmother just teaching me that consistency and what faithfulness meant and what it meant to live in the Spirit. I didn't understand Uh, When I was young But as I grew older I remembered her sayings And you know It helped me It blessed me And it's helping me Even today Um, So now I am married With uh, two children And um, they they love the Lord So I'm blessed In having them In my life uh, My Bright Spots Um, through everything um, that I've endured, they have really uh, encouraged me. You know, it's one thing to, to have family, but it's another thing to, you know, really be a home, you know, and be there for one another, and so I'm so grateful for that. I and I skipped over. That's lot, okay. Lot. That's okay. We're going we're going to we're going to go through and catch up. I okay. promise. I okay. promise we, you
0: know in a half hour you'll be surprised at what okay. we're going to learn. Okay. All right. So yes. so Pastor Cooper, um if I asked you, you know you you just shared you were actually originally from North Carolina. So would you yes. consider yourself have you always been in New Jersey once you came here? Yes. So you consider yourself a New Jersey person. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Um so, you mentioned that your grandmom, mm-hmm. your grandmom spent a lot of time. She was the the yes. stable force of Christianity. Yes. Um, uh, other than your grandmom, was there anybody else in your life that really you know, tended to take you down that road to to go to church, to, do, to go to Sunday school, to maybe go to vacation Bible school, things like that, which
1: are pretty, you know, pretty big staples for a young right. a young person. Well, I had other relatives. Um, my aunts would go to um, church pretty regularly, so I would go with them. For a while, I was an only child, so um, I had cousins, and so I would be at their house, and we would go to uh, to church. And just you know, as I got older, there was people, like, on my job, you know, um, who would minister to me uh, because I kind of strayed away for a while. You know, I knew the way, but um, God sent um, just powerful people to pour into me and to remind me and to encourage me to get back to my first love. Uh,
0: Since I've began this program, Second Chances, um, one of the things that I have really learned a lot about is there's many, you know, uh, grandmoms in your case Mm -hmm. that kind of set the footprint. They might be a grandmom, they might be a... Uh, uh, a mom it mm-hmm. might be a friend yes. uh, They might be a classmate But it seems like Usually that isn't usually enough To get a person going down the mm-hmm. right direction They need the mentor So the question I have for you is You obviously have went from you know Where you were with just your grandmom's Influence and you really yes. weren't doing the right things You really weren't living right. right How did you end up In the spot where you said Lord I want you to be the savior of my life tell me about that period leading up to the day you decided to to you know make that decision to live for the Lord you could tell me you know some of the things you experienced then of course okay. you could tell me about your the day that you decided to make that uh, decision.
1: Um, Well, the uh, main things that stick out to me is I I did leave home at a young age. My father was very strict, and um, I left at the age of 17. So I decided to, well, I began to go through uh, different obstacles, you know, thinking I'm grown, thinking I knew the way, Um, and I believe that those obstacles, it taught me that I needed someone more than myself it taught me that you may know some things you know about the street but god you know he He wants to be a part of all of every area of your life and i went through you know uh, staying with friends and just you know getting into drinking and and drugs and being promiscuous and you know just a lot of things that i should not have been into and my, my heart just began to get thirsty you know that that's something about the lord you you might have had an encounter when you were young but there's something about that encounter that it it leaves an imprint in your heart and even after everybody would encourage me and say different things one thing that I always remember is I remember um, not living the life but waking up in the middle of the night feeling like there was more Hmm. and I I wouldn't even share that with many people but I remember just waking up and I'm sobbing and I'm crying and I just knew that God had better for me you know it was as if he was telling me that you know that there's more than this you know there's you know my purpose for your life is greater than you just you know partying and having a good time and I think that is that was the turning point it, it that that thirst started to come back and no matter how much you try to fill it with the things of this world it just didn't satisfy me and so um I remember my husband and I. We went through having a miscarriage, and it seemed like uh, we lost a place. Uh, being young, and, so, you,
0: so you were married and still not living right for the Lord, right?
1: Okay, right. okay. And it was actually, and, and your husband wasn't either. No, okay. He was also brought up, you know, with Christian values. His mother was sold out to the Lord, and so we knew the way. But it was just, I guess, that tug of war. You know, your flesh enjoys the things of the world, but there's something, you know, when God leaves that imprint in your spirit, it, it's just it's not going anywhere until you answer the call.
0: Years ago, I met a a lady who ended up becoming a pastor. Mm. And she used to say, all that stuff I used to do years ago, you know, the drinking, the smoking, Mm. the promiscuous activity. Mm. I love the line. She's no longer with us, but Uh she had the best line. She used to say, Greg that ain't hitting on nothing. <laughs> great line. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just had to bring that up. That's
1: true. It's true. And I thank God for it because there's nothing that you can compare in this world, no matter how great it was, no matter how much fun you think you had, there's there's a God-shaped void that nothing and nobody can fill. And that's where I was. And, and I just, I, when you get thirsty, you're willing to do what you wasn't willing to do before, you know, where I might've been uh, procrastinating and dragging my feet. That hunger and that thirst for God will Make you, you know, become desperate, and so after we went through uh, having a, um, a miscarriage and just a lot of different things was going on at that time, and it was actually my husband that said, you know what, we we have to we have to really give our lives back to the wow. Lord. Wow, And um, at the time, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm still kind of, you know, going back and forth with it. And so we started looking for a church and um, finally found one that we were comfortable with. And um, he's going on to be with the Lord now, uh, Reverend Thomas. And he was just so patient and kind with us and and just a wonderful teacher and began to teach me why um, my flesh wanted to do one thing. You know, it it confused me because I said, God, I love you, you know, I've I've always prayed since I was I was younger. Even My when you weren't living right, like yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. And um that, that that also was a lesson for me. A lot of times we'll see people and they're still into the streets and we think they don't want God but you don't know what's going on in their heart if someone had seen me in my activity back then they wouldn't have a clue that God was waking me up in the middle of the night letting me know that there's better there's better than this
0: do you think he was trying to speak to you in the middle of the night yes. and uh, you yes, know, I know it get was you when Lord. you were quiet and I
1: know it was the Lord because we just don't want to do right all on our own you know there, there's a pulling and there's a tugging you know that the Lord does the, the word of the Lord says that by loving kindness has he drawn us and so it's by his love. You know, it, we think that he's He's punishing us when we're going through, but he's just allowing us to see the life that we'll live without him. You know, I don't believe. I mean, there are times when we're disobedient and the Lord, uh, he disciplines us. But at that time, I knew that the Lord was saying, I love you. You know, I, I have purpose for you. And this is this is not it.
0: Hmm. So the day came when you decide to give your heart to the Lord. Yes. Uh,
1: did your husband do it first? Did you do it first? Um, it was his idea to go, but I was actually the first one. Okay. Tell I me remember, Tell me about your experience and how it happened. There was a revival, and... Um, I was the only one, it was a small church, so I was the only one going to the altar and I'm crying out to the Lord and the pastor's praying. I believe it was seven days, and for those seven days, I just was crying out to the Lord. You know, it didn't matter to me what else was going on. I just knew I needed God. I knew I needed to fill that void that was in my heart. And uh, it was after that that my husband. So I you guess went to seven days of the
0: revival? You didn't yes. do, nothing had changed after seven days?
1: No. No, but one thing the pastor told me at the end that the Lord was bonding himself. To me, so that nothing wow. and no one would be able to separate us. And I'm telling you, Greg, to this day, I remember that because no matter how hard things get, where I might have felt like giving up, there's just this bond that I know, you know, he, he didn't turn his back on me and I can't turn my back on the Lord.
0: Yeah. So after the revival, mm-hmm. were you at church, another service? Were you home?
1: Were you with your grandma? Where, where were my you? My grandma had passed okay. at that time. Um, but I was at home and I just continued to. To do what i learned during the revival crying out to the lord and just asking him to fill me and empower me to live for him because i the desire was there but i just found myself always going back to what was familiar you know when you don't know any better you have to get new information if you want transformation mm-hmm. you can't you can't change anything in your life with the old mindset and you know i was beginning to learn that my mind had to be renewed and um i remember being at home and just crying out i had praise and worship music on and Uh, We were actually uh, homeless at the time, so we were in a hotel. My goodness. And I would go into the bathroom just to to be by myself. My my children were really small, and um, we had an issue with our apartment. It's a long story with that, too. But it was um, just toxic, and we couldn't live there, so that was the reason why we moved out. And I would go into the bathroom, and I would just cry out to the Lord, and he he baptized me with the, 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 the Holy Spirit at that time.
0: Wow. So... You made that commitment. Yes. You sold out for the Lord. Yes. He got your attention. Yes. Tell us how you felt. You had mentioned before you gave your heart to the Lord. There was that unsettledness that yes. you felt like there was something else. How did you feel after you said, Lord, come into my heart, be my Savior, take away that desire to do to do wrong? Yes. Tell me how you felt.
1: Well, it was an awesome Feeling it is almost as if you were gone in a, in a distant land, and you came home. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. Like I had been gone for a very long time, and. I, I, I came back home, and he welcomed me. Um, I, my, one of my favorite scriptures is uh, what we call the prodigal son, and it says that while he was yet afar off, you know, the father came to meet him, and that's how I felt. That he came he, running
0: for him yes, after he had lost everything. Yes, yes. yes,
1: and that's how I felt that you know. I was just in a place that if he didn't meet me, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. So afterwards I was grateful. I was just, uh, I loved being in his presence. It was, it was, it's just amazing. Nothing nothing compares to his presence. There was times I would pray and I wouldn't even realize that hours had went by. And there's some things that I experienced then that I didn't understand. Um, there was times uh, uh, like the room would get cloudy and I didn't understand that that was the manifested presence of God at that time and just amazing things would happen in his presence. And to this day, um, I know that. You know, when, mm. when I can't run anywhere else, you know, when the cares of this world seem to be too much, I just need to get in his presence. Sometimes we want to say a whole lot and we want to pray, and but I've learned to just worship and get in his presence, and it empowers me to go on when I felt like I couldn't go on. Yes.
0: And if you spend time with him, he's going to, believe me, he's going to get your attention, and chances are... If he can't get your attention, you know, during the daytime, he's probably going Mm -hmm. to do what he did with Pastor Cooper, and that is disrupt your sleep. But you'll find, uh, and I can share this from personal experience, you're going to find that if you let him wake you up in the middle of the night and you spend time with him, Mm -hmm. you're going to wake up in the morning still refreshed. He's not going to, you know, penalize you and, you know, he's going to... He's going to replace that sleep because you sold out to him.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. That's actually what I do with a lot of my time. I'm not jumping and doing jumping jacks and all of that, but, you know, I'll just begin to get quiet. And there was a time when I said, God, I don't even know what to pray. You know, you'll go through seasons of your life where, God, I like I've prayed at all. I don't know what to say anymore. And I remember just saying that to him, and he said, just be quiet and let me listen to your heart. Mm. Let your heart begin to speak because God understands the language of the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, other people maybe don't, they look at you and they might make opinions, but God understands. Mm.
0: So if you've never given your heart to the Lord before, there are many people in the Bible that if you, maybe you don't know the Lord is your savior right now, but maybe you've seen the stories in the Bible of people like Job, mm. people like uh, Paul. Just because they stayed steadfast to the Lord did not mean yes. they had an easy ride. Life does have challenges sometimes. Yes. Yes, and does. there's a lot of temptations when you do get those challenges, Pastor Cooper, to give up, yes. to say, Lord, I, you know, it was easier when I wasn't selling mm-hmm. you Well, or serving you. The reason it's probably easier not serving the Lord is because the enemy... Mm-hmm. If you're not serving the Lord, you're not a threat. Right, exactly. So, so here's the question. Pastor Cooper, mm-hmm. it, has it always been easy
1: to be a Christian? No. Take me from wherever you would like to go from there. Uh, well, I actually felt led to share a dream I had not too long ago. And um, in the dream, I walk up on a salesman and he's selling utensils and I'm looking at the utensils and I gave him a twenty dollar bill and he's looking as if he's waiting for more and so I asked him, well, what is the cost? And he said, I believe it was $47. And I said, well, I'm not paying $47 for, you know, three utensils. And I remember in the dream, I just felt the disappointment. I didn't feel like he was disappointed in me, but disappointed that I didn't see the value of paying the cost. And when I woke up, he began to minister to me because I had been going through a lot of um, health issues, um, you know, um, personal you know family issues and we we lost like half of our business mm. at this time and i would pray god i don't want to get you know bitter and and just just going through a lot you know with different people and people I felt like I was there for I'm like in my heart hard, hardest time of my life I felt like certain people were, was just wasn't there and so I said God I don't want to get bitter I know that everything you allow us to go through is for a reason but when I woke up from this dream he began to minister to me that you began to despise the pain that you're in because you failed to see the value of suffering And I shared something on Facebook the other day is that one of the biggest lies of the enemy nowadays is that we're supposed to live a life of ease. Mm. And if you think about what all Jesus endured for us,
0: There's nothing easy about what he went through.
1: No, not at all. And I believe that, you know, we should present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. That word sacrifice means it's going to cost you something. And um, in that dream, I just remember waking up and I'm sobbing because what he was telling me, he was that salesman. And he says, I'm offering you something so valuable, but you don't see it. All you can see is the suffering that you're going through and the pain that you're experiencing. But I'm trying to get you something. Thing that far exceeds your pain and your suffering, but you're not willing to pay the cost. Mm. I drew the line and I said, God, I can't take it anymore. This is it. You know, I guess I'm just not strong enough. I guess, you know, other people were just made for this life. And, and, and this is all being a pastor. Sometimes we think because people have titles, they're the strongest and, you know, nothing ever bothers them. But, you know, there's a pressure that can come upon you in life where you begin to question everything. You begin to question, well, God, did you call me? Well, you know, God, are you with me. There are times when we won't feel His presence. Mm. But those are times that He wants us to trust Him. And I thank God for that now. I mean, I'm so grateful. Um, there's a scripture that He gave me after that, I believe it's Isaiah 45 and 3, where He says, I will give you treasures of darkness and hidden riches in secret places. And he blessed me with it because he said, you don't know the treasure that's coming out of this dark place. Mm. If you could see the treasure that I have for you, and it's a treasure that this world could never offer you. He said, if you could see the treasure, if you could see the value of this dark place, you would stop despising the pain. You would stop resisting and just learn how to rest. You know, I believe in those seasons we have to learn how to rest. We're always looking for answers. God, why, why, why am I going through this? Why me? Instead of just resting in, in his, him being saved, sovereign he's sovereign I'm telling you it's it's amazing and I couldn't say this a year ago (laughs) I know I had shared some things with you yes yes it it was very difficult but when God begins to show you the value of your suffering it's not in vain and that's what Mm. I would tell somebody today that whatever you're going through it's not in vain God always has a purpose he always has a reason and we can't mistake his silence for his absence
0: so I just want to kind of Go with something you just said there mm-hmm. um, the the hidden things mm-hmm. the hidden things. Is he talking about, in your case, and I'm doing this for the people that may not know the Lord. Okay. Is is he really talking about the hidden things being what you do by your ministry and leading the lost to be saved as opposed to the physical riches that this world would give? At the end of the day, that really means nothing when you're between right. the, before the Lord. Is is that right. really what he's talking about,
1: yes. you, th- you believe? Yes, that's what he ministered to me, is that these things are hidden because everybody's not willing to pay the cost mm. and it's it's there there's revelation that he will give you uh, is is there's a peace that he will give you you know the bible talks about the secret place you know it's not a a secret because everybody can't have access it's is a secret because everybody's not willing to seek him out to get access to the secret place and i, I just i'm grateful for it because i know that i could never gain it from this world
0: so if you want to surrender your life to the Lord and you're sitting here saying, well, you know, the Lord's been tugging at me and you know, I'm hearing what Pastor Cooper says and it makes sense, but there's that, there's that one problem. She keeps talking about the cost. Mm-hmm. Pastor Cooper, what is the cost
1: to turn your life over to Jesus? The cost is I come to the altar and I surrender my will. I surrender my intellect I surrender my plans, and I say, Lord, have your way. Mm. That's what God is looking for. See, a lot of times we come to God with all of our baggage, and he's saying, no, I want you, but you got to leave the baggage behind. You've got to be willing to trust me to do a new thing in your life. Mm. And I believe that's what God wants to do. To many who are crying out, I believe that there's been a thirst and a hunger that's just been released, and this is why so many have been going through, because the Lord is saying, it's me that you need Hmm. you know your job might be you know a resource but i'm your source you know the doctor might be a resource but i'm your source and at the end of the day when it's all said and done we want to hear well done my good and faithful servant
0: what was the new thing the lord did in your life when you surrendered all
1: Hmm. he gave me peace that surpassed all understanding he began to. He he did things spiritually, and he also did things naturally. Where now I'm starting to see some increase in my business. You know, it's, it's funny because we wrestle with God, and it's when we surrender and submit that he says, okay, now you can come in and you can have what you've been asking for. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that's what he's done for me and my family. He's began to uh, show me uh, what he's done spiritually, because that's what's most important to God first, what he does on the inside of us, what he can do through us, that we're a vessel open for him to pour in. And fill all of those empty places And so I would say that he's given me more wisdom He's given me peace He's given me joy There was a time that I, I didn't You know, I allowed the enemy to take my smile away mm. But God has given it back
0: Well, I know since I've known you I've never seen you not without a smile So oh, It was
1: tough, it was tough, Greg But I'm so grateful So 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 grateful.
0: So if your grandma were with us today mm-hmm. And she was looking at the kind of person you've become What do you think she'd say? And the only reason I'm asking you this is because when you mentioned your grandma, I could mm-hmm. see the love in your eyes. I could see the, yes. the happy tears. I could see yes. that she meant so much to you because yes. I think if I can read between the lines, you realize if she had not taken that time yes. and held you by the hand and said, Rebecca, yes. this is what
1: it takes. This yes. is what you do. You probably wouldn't be sitting here with me today. Yes. You'd probably Absolutely. be you know, out there. Absolutely. I, I would want to believe that she would say, I'm so proud of you. Um, Not that I've been perfect, but you've been faithful. And that's one of the things that she always, you know, you depend on the Lord, trust the Lord, don't give up. Um, she was actually, you know, she taught me how to pray. Uh, and my, my family, my cousins used to pick with me because I was the only child for eight years and my mom would have miscarriages. And I would, um, my prayer, we'd have to go around, you know, she had service in her house. So I would go around and I would say, I want God to bless me with, you know, a little baby brother or sister. And it took eight years, but, you know, my brother finally, Finally came, and so at a young age I learned how to pray and believe God, and I think that she would be pleased with that today. So, Pastor Cooper, you've been talking about how
0: exciting it is. It's not easy always, but it's exciting to give your life to the Lord. Yes, and there are people that are probably watching this program right now that have been getting tugged at for a long time. They feel empty. They say, "What, you know, this guy isn't cutting it. This girl isn't cutting it. This drug doesn't cut it. Getting, you know, drunk. Yes, all this stuff." does not fill that void what the void is they're looking for is jesus christ yes so people that are out there right now pastor cooper we've got just about two and a half to three minutes okay look at the camera talk to them and then lead us in the sinner's prayer
1: okay Alright, what I would say to someone today is that you haven't done anything so bad that the Lord will not receive you. Um, I would encourage you just to begin to uh, find yourself a place by yourself and begin to talk to him in, in, in a simple prayer. Father, I need you in my life. Jesus, come into my heart. I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died for me and that God raised you from the dead. Come in my heart. Do a new thing in me. Change me from the inside out and he will do just that. I want you to be encouraged and know that you're not here by accident. You're not watching this program by accident. Even before we give our lives to the Lord, he's lovingly encourage, trying to encourage us to allow him in, and that's what he wants. That's what the chaos is around you right now. It's the Lord knocking. He said, if I stand at the door and I knock, and if any man would open up, I will come in and I will sup with him. So he wants to come in and he wants to commune with you on today. Amen? Amen. Pray
0: with us, Pastor Cooper. Give those people an opportunity to give their heart to the Lord.
1: Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. Lord, I thank you for each and every one watching tonight, today. And I thank you for doing a new thing in their life. I thank you that they will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. I thank you, Lord, that you will send people around them to pour into them and and to encourage them. Just begin to remove uh, any corrupt relationships, Father, and place people around them that love on them and teach them the way of the, the word of God. I thank you for leading them to a church that will teach the unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ. We give you praise today and we thank you for doing it in their life. We bind every spirit of depression and anxiety. We bind hopelessness today and let them know that there's always hope in Christ Jesus. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Our guest today on Second Chances has been
0: Pastor Rebecca Cooper of Anointed Hands Ministries. You mentioned you put messages up on Facebook real quick. Yes. Uh, Is there a site? What's your page they can Um, go visit? Rebecca
1: Caldwell Cooper is the name that I'm under on Facebook. Okay, and you put little uh, inspirational messages up there. Yes. Okay, great. So you can look me up on Facebook and let's connect. And I'll tell
0: you, you'll you'll never be disappointed when she's uh, you know preaching it up a little bit. You'll never Amen. be disappointed. I promise. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to be a guest on Second Chances, it's real easy. Visit our website, ascend-tv.com. <clears throat> Click on Contact Us. The subject line: Fill in Second Chance Guest, and then put your information there. We'll get back to you, and uh, we'll schedule you on an upcoming episode of Second Chances, right here on a wonderful, exciting Christian television network that we call the Ascend Television Network. Tune in next week for more Second Chances right here from Ascend Television Network. And thank you, Pastor Cooper, thank for, you for visiting with me. us today. Thank you.